Here's what's coming up on episode 28 of the Just Get Hired podcast. Well, now you've brought up the term five-star employee a couple times. So Mm -hmm. like, let's define what is a five-star employee. Sure. A five-star employee represents the top 15% of available talent in the market for the given rate. Um, So statistically, one out of seven candidates is a five-star employee. So if you're interviewing three people for a job, statistically, you probably don't have a five-star candidate because you need at least five applicants to yield one potential five-star candidate. So it ends up being a numbers game. You need to cast a wide net. You need to attract as many applicants as possible. And you need to systematically filter out the one, two, and three-star candidates so you're not tempted uh, by average ho-hum or worse type of candidate. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the other interesting thing is that a five-star employee does the work of two or three, one, two or three star employees. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast. You guys are listening to episode 28 and this podcast is for job seekers, business professionals, the underemployed and the unappreciated employee who just wants to level up their opportunities. Just Get Hired, we talk about all things personal branding, how to stand out in a job search, And I introduce you to the latest in HR technology and to some of the top leaders in the industry who give you honest perspectives about the job marketplace. Well, how did a poor interview and hiring process help a young 25-year-old turn a successful advertising agency into a million-dollar idea? And then, 20-plus years later, she is crediting her hiring process and what she learned about assessing talent into multiple million-dollar companies. I'm really excited because you guys are going to get to meet Danielle Mulvey, who is a former flight attendant turned entrepreneur who cracked the code on recruiting and retaining five-star employees. One of the companies she is now the founder of is called All In, and she is changing how companies attract top talent. And we're going to talk about the 11 universal qualities of five-star employees. So if you're a job seeker or if you're an employer, you don't want to miss this episode. Well, if you are new to the show and don't know who I am, my name is Jessica Fiesta-George and I'm a talent executive with over 15 years of experience and I transform how companies hire and grow. And I'm here to help people just like you with anything you might need to stand out as a job seeker or as a company. Well, if you like my content, head over to my website, justgethired.com. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, justgethired, and connect with me on LinkedIn by searching my full name, Jessica Fiesta George. Now make sure that you save this episode, share it with a friend, download it for future reference. What is the secret sauce when it comes to building successful companies? Do you have the top qualities to be considered as a five-star employee? Well, you guys are going to get to meet Danielle and we're going to bring her in for more insight. Hey, Just Get Hired podcast fans. It's Danielle Mulvey here. I've cracked the code on how to recruit, hire, and retain five-star employees who are here listening to the Just Get Hired podcast. All right. I am excited to welcome in Danielle Mulvey. She is the CEO and chief curator at the All In Company. What's going on, Danielle? Well, um, it's a it's a it's a busy busy time. We are in heavy recruiting mode at our companies. 
Oh, I feel you on that one. <laughs> Everybody's looking for talent right now. Yeah. So that's why I am really excited to have you on because we're going to talk about the 11 universal qualities of five-star employees. And I think this topic is going to be a hit, especially with our listeners. So I'm really excited to get started. All right, let's dive in. Well, you have a really unique background. So I want you to tell us about your pivot from being a flight attendant to an entrepreneur. What gave you the idea to start your own business? So um, I say I my flight attendant career was sort of what I call my gap year. So it was the year after I graduated college, kind of didn't know exactly where I wanted to land or settle. So I was a flight attendant and uh, it, for a year, and then I decided to settle in Nashville where I had gone to school and I took a job in advertising and marketing. Um, and what's interesting about both my first jobs out of college was that um, the interviews didn't consist of much, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I think I flew to Dallas, Texas for the flight attendant interview, and it was maybe like five, seven minutes. And the the person interviewing me was like, well, do you want the job? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and um, he's like, okay, it's yours. I mean, this is like the fastest interview I've ever done. And I was like, okay, great, you know. And then when I, when I took a job in advertising and marketing in Nashville, you know, again, it was, it was, it was a one shot interview. I mean, it might've been like 15 or 20 minutes max. And I just thought, well, maybe because I don't have much professional experience this that the other, it goes, it goes fast. And so then after a year in the advertising marketing agency, we won't get into the, uh, nitty gritty details. But when I started there, there were 65 employees. And when I ended there, there were 13 employees. Well, actually I was oh, number gosh. 13. It was number okay. 13. So when I left, they had 12. Um, so it was just, a, it was a crazy, like just downward spiral. And I had actually tried to quit the advertising marketing agency twice and they just threw more money at me. And I was like, okay. But the third time they tried to throw more money at me, I said, no, I can't. And um, I ended up starting my own advertising marketing agency at the ripe old age of 25 because I thought, oh my gosh, like I saw what not to do. I could totally do better. <laughs> it was my inspiration. And, um, and, and we, you know, we're doing like a million dollars, um, in our first full year. Um, and my hiring strategy at the ripe old age of 25 mm -hmm. with all my big experience was to hire people younger than me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was about it. Um, and, uh, I, it worked for a while. Like my first few hires, I would, I, you, you could call me lucky cause they worked, but then I hired someone who, um, was actually, a brother of someone I went to college with and a fraternity brother of one of my employees brought him on board. He was there for, uh, you know, had probably been there a couple months. And I remember distinctly waking up one Monday morning and saying, can I call in fake sick to my own company? Because the thought of dealing with this guy for another week just made me want to pull the co covers over my head, literally. Oh, and um, you know, I'm just like, well, Danielle, you can't. Um, and I decided that I needed to like get real serious about how to hire and how not to make the same mistake again, because it just made me so miserable. And so I really just like became a huge studier, a researcher. Like I just went all in on really understanding how to assess talent, how to attract and hire the right people. 
fast forward um, almost 25 years later. And, uh, you know, my husband and I have several businesses. Um, we don't have our eggs in one basket. They're in a variety of industries and such. We have people all over the country. We have had offices based outside of the state that we live in, et cetera. And, um, you know, I've really cracked the code on how to recruit, hire, and retain five-star employees, which we define as the top 15% of available talent in the market for the rate that you're paying. So about one in seven candidates means is then a five-star candidate. Wow. Well, you have had such a crazy ride from flight attendant to entrepreneur. That's amazing that at the ripe old age of 25 that you were doing um, that. And it's funny because I, 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 I deal with a lot of companies and the way that the market is right now, it's like, you have a pulse. <laughs> right? Yes. If you have a pulse, we want to hire you. And people are missing out on asking the right questions. We've kind of gone away from those best practices oh, because yeah. companies have been so desperate, but now they're starting to see that, you know, just hiring warm bodies is not the answer. So it, it's really, um, good to see that it sounds like your company, you know, we're going to get into it um, a little bit more uh, later, but you guys really focus on what that ideal profile looks like. And um, I think companies need to redirect and get out of that level of desperation and start hiring um, the right people instead of just hiring to fill positions. Yeah. And the scary part is, is that when you position the job correctly, Uh, you actually end up attracting more five-star candidates and repelling the one, two, and three-star candidates. So uh, it it definitely uh, works in your favor to put some some effort, or as we call, going all in on your recruitment and hiring process. Okay. Well, I think maybe that's probably how you came up with your name of your company. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we'll get into that. But Really fun question. I want to go back to your flight attendant days because I'm sure, you know, my mom always wanted me to become a flight attendant because she was like, I would always love for me to be able to go on some special trips and get your discount. Yes. Yes. My (laughs) parents um, love that aspect. Yeah, for sure. As a flight attendant, you probably got to see a lot of great places and had Mm -hmm. a lot of great experience, traveled to some great places. So what would you say was your favorite place to go to and what was your favorite airport? Uh, So my favorite airport, I would say, is Lahui. Um, on Kauai just because it's open air and you get off the plane and it, it just smells wonderful and it's just easy breezy. Um, so, so that is my favorite airport and, um, and probably my favorite place to visit is, is the Island of Kauai and, um, and, and the Princeville area, the Nepali coast, um, just, oh gosh, now you're taking me to Aloha in my mind. So. <laughs> Um, I've been to Hawaii. I have friends there. Um, I love the airport. It is open concept, but you know, you have this like misconception because you see it on TV and in the movies, you think that you're going to get greeted with a lay when you arrive. And so when I first went to Hawaii, I was like looking around like, okay, where are my flowers? Where's right. the hula lady coming to greet me? And there was nobody, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> Awesome. Well, okay. Let's go back to all in. So, you know, you, you talked about, you know, how you and your husband were able to kind of 
come up with, you have a lot of different side hustles, it sounds like, but this company is pretty unique. Um, can you share a little bit more about what is all in and tell me more about it? Yeah. So, so I kind of re would reverse that statement. Um, so my husband and I have uh, several businesses that do over $50 million a year. And, okay. um, and so what's interesting about those businesses is I, only spend about 10 hours a week overseeing the operations of those businesses. So, uh, you know, we have, I host daily huddles with those teams. Um, I'm looking at reporting, uh, you know, we're having some regular, uh, meetings and such, um, as we need to like sales meetings, et cetera. And then mm -hmm. occasionally like there'll be a special project that I have to get involved in, um, and spend a little bit more time in one company over the other, like a sales tax audit or, you know, fun stuff like that. Um, but, but the, the thing is, is that because we have five-star employees in our company, um, I don't get dragged into doing the work. Um, right. and, and that's kind of what happens, I think, with a lot of, a lot of hiring managers, a lot of owners, um, is they get sucked into to doing the work because it's just like, oh, it's just easier if I do it myself than, than try to explain it to them again. And it's like, well, you're, you're trying to explain it to someone who doesn't have the true aptitude, skills, and qualities um, of a five-star employee or to do the specific role and such. So, so that's kind of like the disconnect. So the all in company actually has become, um, a bit of my startup side hustle. So, um, okay. my business partner in the all in company is Mike McCallowitz, the author of profit first. Mm -hmm. And, um, we've known each other for, for a long while and such. And so, um, it's actually his next, next book that will come out in the fall of 2023 that is titled all in how to get your employees to act like owners and, so, um, w you know, we'll be, we'll be talking about and, and, and teaching the, the five-star employee rating system in the book and such. So it's really kind of a collaboration. And then the all-in company is sort of, um, an opportunity for people who want to go deeper and want some more guidance besides what you get in about 350 page book, um, on how <laughs> to implement, um, the five-star employee rating system in their companies. Okay. So what type of companies do you typically partner with and how do you guide them to success? What, so are your, what does your client look, look like, I yeah, guess? So, so our ideal client has 10 or more employees, a million dollars or more in revenue. Um, and, and those are the ones that are kind of in a position where they've already kind of worked themselves out of a job so they can really focus on on this aspect. Um, but, but we, we have programming, um, for, you know, companies that are making their first couple of hires, um, you know, accounting firms, um, you know, solo accountants who are looking to build and grow a team with, um, hiring bookkeepers, et cetera. So the, what's cool about the five-star employee rating system is it is, um, it's a framework, it's a process and a system that, companies just need to customize and personalize to their organization and boom, you hit the ground running. Um, we don't recruit for people. We don't hire for people. Um, you have to do the work because, right. uh, it's really important. Uh, one of the big hiring mistakes I think people make is they're too vague in the expectations for the role and the job and the job description, the job posting. And so, um, you know, what, what we do is we sort of guide and, um, and help, I want to say force, but force, I just said it, force <laughs> you to think about the position, get real clear on your expectations and, um, get specific and define it. Okay. Well, now you've brought up the term five-star employee a couple of times. So mm -hmm. like, let's define what is a five-star employee. 
Sure. A five-star employee represents the top 15% of available talent in the market for the given rate. Um, so statistically, one out of seven candidates is a five-star employee. So if you're interviewing three people for a job, statistically, you probably don't have a five-star candidate because you need at least five applicants to yield one potential five-star candidate. So it ends right. up being a numbers game. You need to cast a wide net. You need to attract as many applicants as possible, and you need to systematically filter out the one, two, and three-star candidates so you're not tempted uh, by average ho-hum or worse type of candidate. And mm -hmm. uh, you know the other interesting thing is that a five-star employee does the work of two or three, one, two or three star employees. So you're paying them the same. Why not just hire one five-star employee for $50,000 a year, then hire two three-star employees that you're both paying $50,000 a year to. Um, that means that you're paying $100,000 for two average or ho-hum or worse employees when you should just be paying $50,000 to one five-star employee. Right. Well, that makes total sense to me. <laughs> Hopefully that makes sense to everyone else, but um, it seems very logical. So I don't know why we're not doing that, but you'll be surprised, right? There's a lot of companies that haven't grasped that idea. We talk about, um, so we were talking about the topic for this podcast, 11 universal qualities of a five-star employee. So you have a list that you typically, or a scorecard, so to speak, mm -hmm. that you give to um companies that you kind of go through this. So let's run down some of the 11 universal qualities. Yeah. So on the 11 qualities list, um, there are two that are color coded red, which means that they're almost impossible to change. And there are two that are color coded green, which means they're relatively easy to change. And then, uh, the, the remaining, uh, seven are, uh, gray, which means um, that they can change, but they'll need some attention, some coaching. So just know as the hiring manager, that if someone isn't up to, you know, meeting your star rating, um, if, if you give them uh, a three and the, you kind of are expecting someone to be a four at um, producing quantifiable results, um, then that's just something that you're going to have to work with on that individual um, consistently in order for them to kind of, you know, raise that level of, of quality in them of, of producing quantifiable results. But, um, but the two that are red, the two red flags are um, being flexible and actively listening to other fellow team members and even clients. Um, so flexibility is so important, um, especially in business and in today's market. You need employees who, um, you know, are willing to pitch in if, um, you know, pick up extra responsibilities if need be, um, pivot if they have to, you know, if, 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 if the client, you know, said they wanted red and now they want blue, then they have to be okay, no problem. We'll make it blue, uh, kind of attitude. So, um, you know, just being able to adapt, accommodate and be amenable is so important. And if someone in the interview process, you know, when you're, when you're assessing them for that flexibility quality, if they don't demonstrate that, mm -hmm. then that's, that's a problem. That's a red flag. And, and, and that would be a deal breaker for us. Like at that point, if I just was like, this person is not flexible, then we would, you know, stop where we are in the interview process with them and, you know, say, thank you for playing, but, um, this is not going to go any further. 
The second quality that is coded red is mm -hmm. they actively listen to fellow team members. So that means concentrating on what is being said rather than just passively quote, hearing the message of the speaker and really listening with all senses. So, you know, someone who's like observing things and, and, and taking in the nuance of, of what someone might be saying and such so that they can pick up on, on the clues and pay attention is really important. And uh, in March, I actually was interviewing a candidate for a position in one of our companies. And we were like three and a half minutes into the interview and she was not answering my questions. <laughs> and so I was just like, okay, let me, let me, let me try this from a different angle. Let me give her some easier questions. Um, maybe she's a little nervous and stuff. And, you know, by five and a half minutes, she was still not answering the questions. And I just said, okay, thank you so much. Um, I think that um, this isn't really going to be a great fit. Um, uh -huh. between the two of us. So thank you so much, but we're going to move on uh, because that red flag was just waving uh, really hard that she could not listen. Right. Um, so, so those are the two that are red. Those are the two big red flags um, that, that, that you need to watch for. Um, the two that are green are communicates their thoughts and an insatiable thirst for knowledge and growth. So communicating their thoughts means that they're open and proactive in sharing feelings and emotions, as well as opportunities for improvement. They're direct, honest, and helpful. And this is important. And sometimes this is a permission to play um, kind of reminder to a, a new hire or an employee. They might have been at a, at a former position or grew up in a household where you keep your mouth shut, you don't say anything, et cetera. Um, and, and they might just need that permission, that encouragement to, you know, be comfortable uh, being open about sharing and offering ideas for improvement, et cetera. So it's mm -hmm. relatively easy to change. Um, and then the other one that's relatively easy to change is an insatiable thirst for knowledge and growth. So this is someone who's actively seeking to learn more through a variety of resources. And this one is really fun because, you know, especially... Um, hiring managers and entrepreneurs and business owners, they're sort of um, information junkies. And so they're constantly like learning and such. And, and they kind of forget that not everyone is like them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, employees often don't know what they don't know. And so there's great opportunity that if you have someone who just has lacked a mentor in their career or is new to the industry, et cetera, you know, I mean, pointing them in the right direction about industry news, industry resources, um, you know, podcasts and great books to read, et cetera, just really um, goes a long way. And especially when you talk about, you know, if it is a five-star employee, I mean, that's, 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 that's a great retention um, tactic as well is really kind of helping to feed their, uh, their knowledge and growth. Yeah. Uh I love that insatiable thirst for knowledge and growth. I like yeah. how you coined that. Um, and, you know, there's just so much that people can learn, like you said, especially with the use of technology. I mean, you can Google and find a YouTube video on things, but I love the fact that people who have that trait are always constantly trying to build up their skills because they want to grow. They want to learn. Um, so that's, that's great uh, to see that on the list. And I know there's a couple of um, other ones on there. So we'll run, I'll run through those probably a little bit later. Okay. But <clears throat> as a job seeker, 
if I wanted to kind of focus on some of these qualities and not wave the red flag, what are some of those top qualities that you feel um, employers are looking for? And, you know, what kind of advice do you have to give to job seekers to um, be able to display some of those positive characteristics? Yeah. So, I mean, you definitely want to demonstrate being flexible. Um, You, you know, want to, want to think of stories and opportunities where, um, where, where you took on extra burden, where you were able to pivot, um, where you, um, you know, things just changed overnight and you were fine with it. Um, You want to, you know, be open to things. I mean, openness means growth and opportunity. Mm-hmm. And when you're so rigid about things and when you have this mentality, I mean, the one thing I hated about being a flight attendant was I was a member of a union, honestly. And, mm-hmm. and it was so rigid. Um, and, uh, and everyone just thought so in that, in that fashion and such. And, um, it was really kind of disheartening. Um, and I didn't feel like I was ever going to grow there. Uh, which kind of made getting out um, even more uh, enticing for me, but um, but yeah, being demonstrating flexibility uh, and then demonstrating you know that you that you do have a thirst for knowledge and growth. So you know if you are um, questions that you could prepare are like, hey, you know where do you get your industry news? Um, what was the last conference or what's the best conference that you've ever been to um, in this industry? Uh, uh, what, what books, you know, what have been your favorite business books that you've read? Um, what book are you reading right now? Or are there any podcasts that you could recommend to me, et cetera? Mm-hmm. You know, asking questions and getting people's opinion, um, you know, in that kind of question phase of the interview process will demonstrate that, you know, you, you've got that insatiable, uh, thirst for knowledge and growth. I like that. That's a great question to, I think I'm going to add that to some of my interviews when I'm asking candidates. Um, But as a job seeker too, I think it's important to be prepared to share stories and give real examples of the things that, you know, you've been able to work on in the past. Um, I'm just going to run down really quick. Some of the other qualities that we didn't get to uh, Mm -hmm. supportive, collaborative, proactive, completes tasks, achieves goals, um, produces quantifiable results, um, and open to feedback. So out of that list, I guess, um, how could someone prepare to answer questions that kind of line up to some of those qualities if they don't have a lot of experience? You know, I mean, you, you can think of ways that you have been, um, collaborative. I mean, we've all been in school. There's always been school projects or team projects, um, where you can demonstrate, um, being collaborative. Uh, you know, when you talk about being proactive, you're, you're looking at, um, people that are planning ahead, how people keep their schedule, how people, you know, keep track of their to do's and, you know, whether you're doing that in business or your personal life, that's applicable, but you really want to, um, have, very specific examples of, of you demonstrating that quality. Um, and like I said, it can even, you know, be from, uh, school or being part of a, of a team, et cetera, that doesn't necessarily have to be totally business. Got it. Great advice there. Well, you hinted earlier about a book (laughs) that's coming out. So can you share a little bit more about that book again? And um, when is it coming out? Where can we find it? Um, And then I also know that you're, you have a podcast. I'd like to learn a little bit more about that. 
Okay, sure. So, uh, so the book that I'm collaborating with Mike McCallowitz on is called All In, How to Get Employees to Act Like Owners. And uh, that's coming out in uh, the fall of 2023. Uh, we've got uh, coming out sooner, a rapid read guide, which is about um, 75 pages. So it's a quick read on um, the five-star employee rating system and how to use that to objectively um, assess talent. Uh, and then uh, the podcast actually is uh, Profit First Nation. So my business partner and um, who I'm collaborating with all in on is Mike Michalowicz, who is the author of Profit First. And um, uh, so I, like what's interesting about Profit First is uh, it's a cash management system. Uh, and there's only two ways to increase profitability. Number one, decrease expenses. And number two, increase margin or raise prices. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is that in our work with entrepreneurs um, on their profitability, we found that businesses with 10 or more employees, a million dollars or more in real revenue, struggle with profitability because their uh, payroll expenses are killing them. Yes. And their <laughs> payroll expenses are killing them because they have too many one, two, and three-star employees instead of having more effective and efficient five-star employees for half the cost, essentially. So um, so that kind of then just kind of spawned, okay, well, how can we help them fix this problem? Because easier said than done when we would say, well, you know, your payroll is too much. And they, they were like, well, I need these employees and stuff. It's like, well, you need better employees. And then it was right. like, well, how do I do that? So we, we've got we've got that covered. Sounds like everything's coming full circle. So it's it awesome. We're going to have to have you back when the book um, comes out so we can talk about it. And um, hopefully people have learned a little bit more about the five-star employee scorecard and the qualities it takes, and then we can have a follow-up. So I'd love to have you back um, later on um, in a couple months and we'll awesome. just see where this book takes you. Thanks, Jeff. Um, of course. Well, so how can listeners find you? So if you just go to five star employees.com, that's five, the number five star employees.com. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm going to put links up, um, on my website and that way other people can also find you, but is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Uh, you know, the number one rule, uh, in, in recruiting, hiring and retaining five star employees is simply to never settle. So don't settle for less than five star employees and you'll be great. Perfect. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much, Danielle, for um, all of your insight. It, this has been a great topic that I think everyone can benefit from. So appreciate you and can't wait to have you back on the show. Thanks. Cheers to going all in. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Danielle. I'm so happy that she came onto the show and I can't wait for her to come back. But after listening to what she had to say, would you say that you have the qualities it takes to be considered as a five-star employee? Well, I want to run down the list one more time. So make sure you bookmark this episode, go back to my website later after you listen to this podcast, and then I'm going to make sure I have all of her links on my website as well as have this list available for you. So the 11 qualities again are supportive, collaborative, proactive, flexible, completes tasks, achieves goals, produces quantifiable results, actively listens to fellow team members, communicates thoughts, open to feedback, and insatiable thirst for knowledge growth. 
Now, which one of those 11 resonates with you? And what do you think you can work on and be better? Let's make sure we continue this conversation and discuss this. You can find me on my website, justgethired.com. Find me on LinkedIn and let's continue this. Now, if you're an employer and you're struggling to find talent because they keep leaving you and going to work somewhere else, or maybe you just can't retain some of your top performers, you need to pay attention. Well, let's keep this podcast going. If you can rate it five stars, drop your comments wherever you're listening to this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. I also want to say thank you to Feedspot and to Good Pods for rating Just Get Hired as one of the top business indie podcasts one of the top career podcasts, one of the top talent acquisition podcasts, and one of the top recruiting podcasts. And if you scroll through the top 10 list, you'll see that I am one of the only female hosts on there. So I am, again, top female host, and I want to thank all of you guys for listening because if it wasn't for you, this podcast wouldn't happen. Well, my name is Jessica Fiesta George, your host of the Just Get Hired podcast. What do you want to talk about next? I'll catch you guys on my next episode.